Welcome back to another Friday live stream, everybody. Welcome back to the studio. Welcome back to my life. Uh, if you're watching this after the fact, welcome back to another video. If you're listening to this on my podcast, Sounds of the Future, welcome back to another episode. And if you are listening or watching after the fact, make sure you join us next Friday at noon central time here in the U.S. Uh, we go live every Friday on YouTube, except for times like last Friday when I was on vacation. But for the most part, we go live every Friday and talk shop. So come hang out. Everybody who's here, what's up? Thanks for being here today. Sam, what's up, man? Just in time. I love it, dude. Um, as always, I'm going to keep kind of just jawing uh, for a few minutes until everybody hops in. And uh, yeah, so we're here. We're doing it. Um, it's been a good week. I hope everybody had a good week off. Um, Leo, what's up, dude? Uh, I hope everybody had a good week off. I myself had a good week off last Friday. I was on the beach with my boys and my wife, which was awesome. So yeah, thanks for letting me run out on you guys for a week. <laughs> it was nice to have a break. Uh, Troy, what's up, man? Uh, stage hoppers. Yo, what's up? Ariel, hey, thanks for hopping in, you guys. Man, I'm glad y'all are all here. I hope everybody's had a good week. Um, hope everybody's having a good day. I myself am having a good day. Uh, I'm working on, what am I working on today? Editing a bunch of video, uh, working on a bunch of website stuff, all of the nitty gritty of, uh, you know, being a solo entrepreneur business owner, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, Ariel. Thanks for asking. Kanal, what's up, dude? Uh, I hope the beach was awesome. Man, it was. It was great. This time of year, so we went down to... Um, Amelia Island, Florida, which is on the, if you don't know where that is, it's on the northeast coast of Florida, just south of the Georgia border. And uh, this time of year, there was just nobody there. So it was really great. Uh, you know, our kids could just run and be wild. They're two and four. So they could run and be crazy. And they weren't disturbing anybody. We didn't have to like fight for a spot on the beach. It was awesome, man. It was really good. This was like the time of year to go. I never would have thought September would have been beach season, but there you go. It was great. Uh, broken tea. Yo, welcome back, bro. Look rested. I feel rested, man. I feel good. Thank you. <laughs> the bags under the eyes. <laughs> uh, Griffin, what's up, man? Uh, I hope you had a relaxing vacation. I did, man. I really did. It was awesome, dude. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was good to just unplug for a little bit. Stay off my phone. That's always the hardest part, right? Is turning, turning this off. Um, just not like not playing on it, not fiddling with it, like leaving it in our room and just going for a walk or like leaving it in our room when you go to the beach, just not being connected to it. Um, it's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Like you forget our life is so wrapped up in technology nowadays that I think it's important. I'm learning the importance of like purposeful disconnection sometimes and leaving the technology at home, going for a walk, going for a hike, going to the beach, whatever and not taking the phone with you, like not even for pictures or anything like that, just being fully like in the moment, which is hard. Um, it's hard for me. So that's something that I like. I'm happy to say I did well this past weekend when I was gone. And I think it's had a positive effect on me for sure. Um, let's see. Burroughs. Yo, what's up, dude? Hey, Griffin, you've been to Amelia Island. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, isn't it? I love that part of the country. Just that whole like Honestly, like the southern east coast beach kind of area, like 
just with all the big trees and the moss and like the kind of old, like older buildings. I mean, I'm sure, you know, people in other countries have buildings that are a lot older than ours, but you know, you get some pretty good rich history uh, for the past several hundred years in America, in that area of the country. And it's really great. I think it's really pretty and I like it. It's, you know, I'm from the South, so it's a lot of Southern heritage, which I'm into, um, you know, kind of where my people come from. So it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Electrotechnica. I had to take I'd do a double take to get that right. <laughs> Tom, I learned so much from your videos. You deserve much more streams. Oh, man, thank you so much. I'm glad they've been helpful. Uh, thanks to your work, I managed to set up a growth campaign six weeks ago and have a CPR of uh, 0.11 euro and CPC of uh, 0.05 euro. Is it good? Yeah, dude, that's great. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Um, you're killing it. Yeah, those are great numbers. Really good. That's awesome. I'm super glad that I was... Able to play a little part in that, and I'm glad that you got it set up well. Way to go, man. Uh, Kalebo, what's up, dude? I think I pronounce that differently every week, Kalebo or Kalebo, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but what's up, buddy? I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, sounds like a much-needed time off. Yes, Ariel, it was. It really was. I, I don't think I realized how much I needed it because I just – I'm like 101 direction. Whatever direction I'm in, I'm just like, let's go. And when you – you change directions and you relax and you go, Oh wow. Okay. I was pretty tired. <laughs> I was pretty, uh, like run down because working, I was working so hard. So yeah, I needed it for sure. Um, ultimate aviation. Hey, what's up? Uh, just joined this channel the other day. Super pumped. Hey, I love that. That's awesome, man. Welcome. Welcome to the new guy. I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hopping into a stream so quickly, fresh to the channel and already in a live stream. That's awesome. Uh, Sam Kit, hundred percent. Yeah. My phone is the worst thing for distracting me in the studio, man. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, a, a mental hack for me is I take this and you can't see it on camera, but if you've seen pictures on Instagram, I've got my rack right here with my gear in it. Um, and on the bottom is a, just a rack unit drawer. I put this on, I put my phone on do not disturb and I put it in that drawer and I just have it so that a couple of people do not disturb doesn't apply to them. So like if my wife calls, it's an emergency or something, it will ring. But other than that, I put it in the drawer, put it on do not disturb. And it's almost like if it's out of sight, it really is out of mind. And that's sounds so stupid and so simple, but a phone on do not disturb in the drawer is a game changer. And it makes a huge difference for me. Just like, it's like seeing it on the desk. It's like an addiction. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's horrible. <laughs> uh let's see uh canal dude i love leaving my phone home or even another room yeah you do man you just feel absolutely free it's incredible um let's see uh make a track take one month instead of two <laughs> yeah <laughs> broken tea how close are we to supporting your courses very very close uh it is going to be available for pre-sale next friday so I am going to, if you're on the email list, I'm going to shoot out an email with a link next Friday. Um, I will have a link in next Friday's um, live stream in the video here. Uh, there's a link in this video. If you haven't signed up for my email list yet, it's email.tomdupreethethird.com. Uh, you can click that link, drop in your email address, and you'll be the very first one to know about when the course goes live. I'm going to set it available for pre-sale in a week. Uh, it's going to be discounted for pre-sale, 30% off. 
Uh, and that's going to last for two weeks, two weeks of pre-sale, and then it's going to go live at full price October, Friday, October 15th. And that's when it'll be available to start taking the course, start working your way through the content and everything. I'm just about done with it. Um, just about done with all the websites and everything and all the like checkout flow and everything. So hopefully there won't be any hiccups next Friday when you go through all the process and everything. But of course, if there are, just let me know and we'll fix it. So yeah, one week away from pre-order. I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> um, yeah, out of sight, out of mind, Sam. Absolutely, man. Let's see. Leo. Okay. Question. Do you still do stories placements only? Yes, I do. Uh, we started our first campaign last Friday. Maybe just haven't found the right story creative yet, but seems Facebook feed might cover cheaper, convert cheaper sometimes. Yeah, it definitely can. Um, I, I still like stories a lot. Stories are simple. They're effective. Um, I probably will test some other placements in the not too distant future, but I've had my ads a bit on autopilot lately because I've been so focused on the rest of this, like building out websites and courses and things like that. Um, so I've been taking the attention kind of off of my music a little bit. Um, so I'm excited to get back to that and get back to testing some more stuff in ad land. But for now, yes, I still love stories. Uh, my stories ads convert really well, both for driving traffic to Spotify and for my Instagram growth campaign, stories placements are doing great for me. So I still use those definitely test new things though. If you're testing Facebook feed placements and they're working well, keep doing them, you know, use what works. Uh, my only kind of blanket advice would be to stay away from audience network. That's really only effective if you're selling, if you're like target or Wayfair or something like that, you know, you're selling very visual things like a t-shirt or a poster or like a, you know, a bedspread set <laughs> or something cutlery. Uh, other than that, I'd stay away from audience network. I don't think it's very effective for what we do. Uh, let's see. Uh, Griffin. Okay. Hate to jump into such a serious question, but I've been helping a female artist friend of mine with ads, but she's getting so many creepy dudes bothering her. Dude. Um, yes. I've heard of this. Uh, you've got another comment. So let's see. Nothing like that happened to me because I'm a dude, except maybe some women kind of flirting with me, but they're super kind. I think guys are a bit more aggressive, inappropriate DMs and pics. Any idea how to reduce this? She's not overly sexual or anything. Uh, again, sorry to jump in on something heavier. No, this is a great question, man. And I'm really glad that um, you asked it. Uh, I'm looking through some of the replies. I'm skipping. I'm going to come back to you guys. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of skipping ahead. Um, Troy, you replied. Is there a specific country they're from? Maybe stop targeting that country. Yes, that's my first reply there. Um, so there are, let's see, this is this is kind of a tricky one to navigate live on the internet. Um, and I don't want to disparage uh, any location or group of people or anything like that. So I'm not trying to do that. Um, but there are certain uh, areas of the world where there are per capita far more single men and overt sexuality is far more frowned upon. And I think there's a lot more sexual tension per capita in places like that oftentimes. So oftentimes places like that will have more sexual frustration, which they take out on women on the internet. This is the most like political, politically correct way I can think to say that. Um, so pay attention to where that's coming from. Stop advertising to those places be mindful of the type of demographic that is likely to perpetuate this behavior. It's not condonable. It's not acceptable. It's not okay. 
obviously, if, as if that needs to be said. Um, but just pay attention to who's doing it. Find the common thread and stop advertising to those people. It's unfortunate and it's very frustrating that as a female artist, this comes with the territory of the internet sometimes. I myself, I have such sympathy and empathy for women on the internet in general. Uh, it can be a very scary place for girls as opposed to us guys on the internet. We guys have it a lot easier than women do. So, uh, this is something that, you know, we don't experience as much as girls do and it's sucks. It does. Uh, but I, my answer would be to look at where it's coming from, stop targeting places where it's coming from, whether that's countries, regions of the world, um, just pay attention to the details of what's happening. And, um, you know, if you're, there's going to be some places where it's kind of like an 80, 20 principle, right? You're going to be able to knock out 80% of this kind of garbage with exclude, you know, excluding probably 20% of locations. Um, and then you're going to be able to minimize it. So I would start there, but yeah, it's crappy. It sucks. Um, and it's a good question though. It's a really good question. Um, let's see, John. Hey Tom, welcome back and happy Friday. Hey, thanks man. I appreciate it, dude. Uh, I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Uh, let's see. OITU. OITU. Uh, I'm just destroyed that. I'm sure. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Tom, hope all is good. All's great, dude. Um, so I'll release an album next week and not every song is previously released. Okay. I was thinking of doing the same visual, but for a couple of the songs instead of different song parts. I think that's smart. Uh, wondering if that'd be a good strategy to get different people interested in different songs from the album. I think that's a great strategy in that case. If you're going to release a body of work like that, in that case, what I like to do rather than split testing different sections of the song, split test different songs. And then when you find the song that people like the best, then you can split test different sections of that song. So it's just kind of like a layering system of where to start. But I think that's a great strategy and I think it'll work really well. Uh, let's see, John, if you enjoy Amelia, check out Sanibel and Captiva Islands on the West coast of Florida on your next one. Dude, love it. Thanks for the, uh, the idea. I will definitely look into that. That's awesome. Um, ultimate aviation isn't video reels content on Insta much more effective than stories or any other type of feed traditional ads on social media. Yes. Reels is very effective. Um, that short form video just is very effective. Reels, uh, TikToks, Insta or uh, what is it? YouTube Shorts. <clears throat> the engagement on that stuff is just so super duper high because it's, I mean, it's like a little dopamine button. You're just getting fed new content all the time. Um, so that's something I intend to start exploring more regularly, relatively soon. Um, but I haven't started exploring yet, but I do intend to start doing that. And I think that I'm excited to see how it plays out. Do you think it's, let's see, Troy, do you think it's safe to skip the traffic campaign after doing an engagement campaign and going right into a conversion campaign? It, possibly it's safe, but I wouldn't recommend it just because the downside is much worse than the, um, the potential downside far outweighs the potential upside. In my opinion, you're losing a week of your time and $70 of your time on a traffic campaign as opposed to getting your ad account shut down potentially. And that's just not a set of dice I'm willing to roll personally. So I would recommend running your engagement campaign for a week, running your traffic campaign for a week, and then doing your conversion campaign just because 
it really does minimize the chance that you're going to get into hot water with Facebook. And I think that's worth it. Um, curious, have you tested real ads? Yeah, so uh, I haven't tested them yet, but um, I'm planning to soon. I, I guess I just touched on that. <laughs> um, let's see. Emmanuel, hey, Tom, how's it going? Hope you've had a great week. I have. I've had an awesome week. Thank you. Uh, thanks for hopping in today, man. I'm glad you're here. Let's see, Eddie, do you think it's too late to pitch a song that's three months old to playlists? I personally wouldn't pitch any song to playlists, but that's just me. Um, outside of the context of that, no. I think you pitch it anytime you want to. If it's a good song, it's a good song, and I think that a good playlister is going to see that. Hey, Broken Tea, thanks for the super chat, man. I appreciate you, dude. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Troy, is there a way you can filter messages with keywords? I think there might be. Yes, there absolutely is. And that's a great point, Troy. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so I do that uh, with comments on Instagram already because I get all those like, you know, DM, DM us at, it'll be, you know, person A commenting, but DM us at a different account and that account will have 11 million followers and all they're doing is try to hustle and generate getting paid for a feature. And so I have generated a list of words to watch out for in comments um, to remove all of those people from being able to comment on my stuff. So I think you can do the same thing in uh, in your DMs as well. So that's another thing, Griffin, you might want to look at is, gosh, you're going to see the darkness of humanity, I guess. But um, looking at what these guys are saying, if there's some keywords in there that you can just get rid of. Um, that's probably a really good way to go about it. Good looking out, Troy. Very good suggestion, man. I completely forgot about that. Um, let's see. Broken T. When working on a new track, what is your process? How long will you work on a song that isn't decoding itself to you? Dude, great. Uh, great question. So when I'm working on a track, I generally start on acoustic guitar with a melody. Uh, I'll have a melody in my head and then I'll kind of come up with a chord progression. Um, if it's not, if it's not working itself out for me, um, you know, I, well, after I do that, I'll take it to the here. I'll build the track. Sometimes I build a track first. I'll just get kind of a basic structure, but if it's not working for me, I'll just take a break. I'll take a break. I'll step away. I'll work on something else. Um, and then I'll come back to it. It's kind of like a shower thoughts thing. If I give my, my mind some room to start working, uh, not playing on the phone, not consuming anything, just some time to think. And it doesn't have to happen like that day or in that moment, but like I'll just take a break from it. And then throughout the cover the course of the next couple of days, I'll take a walk or I'll, you know, work in the yard or I'll do some things like that. And usually it'll come to me. It'll work itself out. Uh, and then I'll be able to come back to it and I'll be able to pick it up and roll. So that's how I kind of get over that creative block. It's just change of pace, change of scenery. Uh, let's see. Thanks, man. Check out the locations. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. No problem, Griffin. Glad to help, man. Um, if you're doing a canvas loop. Yeah. Troy, good call on the canvas loop, dude. Uh, okay. So Troy Aspen. Yeah. IG is pushing that stuff more. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Stage hoppers. Hi Tom. We just had a release, uh, for my artist Vanglo. Okay. Did our first conversion campaign sitting at, uh, 29 cents. And uh, 64% save rate, 2.1 thousand streams, 17% popularity. You think we'll get release radar push today? 
you might if the uh, popularity score has updated to 20% overnight, which based on those stats, it is probably likely to do so. But in the event that you don't, you're probably going to get it next week if you keep going. So keep pushing on it. And if you don't get it this week, it's it's likely that you'll get it next week because those stats are really good. The only thing that says to me it's not a guarantee is that there's not a 20% popularity score. But sometimes it takes a few days to get that pull, like get that updated. Uh, so it will sometimes the popularity score will be at 20, but it'll only show at 17 for a couple of days and then it'll bump up. So that could be the case as well. So it's it's possible. Uh, but if not, keep going. Because that's those are good stats, man. Well done. Uh, let's see, Troy. Right, I know a traffic campaign is pretty much a dud, but I guess it's necessary. I went straight to conversions, and my account ended up banned. Yeah, that and that's what we want to avoid is getting banned because getting banned is just so much more of a hassle to come back from than it is to just run an extra seventy dollars worth of ads for a week, even though you know they're not going to be great. Uh, it, like it's better to have a minimal amount of like streams and results and a traffic campaign than getting your ad account banned. Um, let's see. Oh, I too. So say I have five songs to test. Hey, David, thanks for the sub, man. If you're in here, I appreciate you. <laughs> um, so say I have five songs to test five ads. How many ad sets do you think are worth? Hey, top TNT 07. Thanks for the sub. If you're in here, I appreciate you. Um, I guess that's a downside of this thing going off while we're live. <laughs> Somebody's not in here. It's just weird. Um, okay. So five songs to test five ads. How many ad sets do you think are worth testing? Don't want to split the budget too thin, making a cold, a warm and a warm audience with expansion for each song. So what I would do is I would, if you have that many ads, I'd probably start with two ad sets and I would do something like this. I would do targeting similar artists, cold, narrowing for Spotify, and then targeting similar artists, cold nearing for Spotify, exactly the same with expansion on those two ad sets. Or I would do targeting similar artists near for Spotify with expansion on and lookalike um, with lookalike expansion and detailed targeting expansion on. So a cold target and a semi-warm target, both with expansion on. I'd probably do it that way because the expansion thing, I've been looking into this a lot lately has come a lot further. In fact, I think Facebook is leaning into that very, very heavily to save us from split testing as much there. I think that they're really trying to work that out to make their ad platform easier. I think that's how they're going to, I think that's how they're planning to win against TikTok and Google. They've kind of already beaten Google a little bit, but TikTok's really coming at their heels. And I think the way they're going to beat TikTok is to make it a lot more easier and a lot more intuitive. In fact, today I read that they are narrowing in their list of campaign objectives to only six instead of the however many they are now, like 14, 15, 16 of them. So there's like awareness, traffic, lead generation, uh, app downloads and sales, something like that. And those, I think I missed one, but of all those, that's going to incorporate all of the conversions and the video views and the reach and awareness and all that they're going to get slotted into each of these narrow or, or smaller categories. So I think that what they're trying to do is make it easier on everybody. So it's like, like the ease that you have with just boosting a post. I think they're trying to bring that to the bigger ad platform, but they've got to do it in a way that's effective. Right. So anyway, that's a tangent. 
the expansion stuff is working pretty well, I think, at this point. So I would try that. Let's see. Oh, where did I leave off? Okay. Um, oh, there you are. Okay. Ultimate Aviation. Why do you say I personally would not pitch any song to any playlist? Isn't that a very effective way to gain fast streams? So I'm not a fan of pitching to playlists. The reason being is that I'm not a fan of asking anybody permission to access an audience. Uh, I don't think my belief is that we no longer live in a world where you need anybody's permission to get fans of your music. And playlisting is asking for a playlister's permission to include your song alongside the other songs that they like so that other people can hear them. So if it's me and two other people and it's, you know, Doug and Tony, we'll say, just make up some names. Uh, if I want Tony to listen to my song, why would I ask Doug to show my song to Tony? Why wouldn't I just go to Tony? And that's what playlisting is like to me. It's same as radio stations or bloggers or whatever else. Like, yes, if somebody adds your playlist, your song in a playlist is going to help. But if I tell Tony and Tony tells all of his friends and this, that, and the other, then somebody's going to be friends with Doug. And they're like, Doug, this song's great. And Doug's going to add it to his playlist. And I didn't have to ask for Doug's permission to get to Tony in the first place. So especially I didn't have to pay Doug to get to Tony in the first place. So that's what I like to avoid. I just don't like asking anybody for permission to access an audience. I think that you can go directly to the consumer without having to do any of that. Playlisting usually costs money and it takes your time. And I think that your time and money is better spent just using ads. It's kind of a short answer, I guess. Um, <clears throat> or maybe a long answer. <laughs> uh, let's see, Troy. Yeah, if you're using hashtags, got to filter those DM comments. Yeah, for true though. Uh, Suzerain. Okay. Hey, Tom, what's up? What's up? Hello to you from Ukraine. Hey, welcome. Welcome from the Ukraine. I love it. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for hopping in today. And good luck to you and your work because your music is incredible. I'm really into it. Oh, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for hopping in to tell me that. That makes me my that makes my day, if I can speak. <laughs> um, Sam, what's the process? Engagement, traffic, then conversion. New around here, so playing catch up on the videos out of order. <laughs> yeah, so you've got it right. So to warm up your account, you want to do, there's three columns uh, at the campaign objective level and the top uh, uh, selection in each column is what you want to do in order. So the first one is awareness and that's an awareness campaign, I believe. Um, and then the second one is traffic and that's a traffic campaign. And then the third one is conversions and that's a conversion campaign. Um, so you want to run a week of engagement or, or excuse me, a week of awareness, a week of traffic, and a week of uh, con or conversions in, in perpetuity into the future. But you want to warm up with those two for a week each so that your ad account is in good standing and you don't get hit with you know anything negative from Facebook. Um, and I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks for being the new guy. <laughs> Let's see, Broken Tea, thank you for all the info. And if you have time for the music-making community, Oh, and time you take from the music making community. You appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for saying that, dude. I am happy to be here and happy to contribute. Um, let's see. Ch -ch -ch Sam, low quality plays. Look, yeah, dude, Sam, your response to ultimate aviation, uh, is on, on point, low quality plays and low quality fan rate. Yeah. That's another thing. When you get on a playlist, you're not very likely to get added to these people's library and they're very unlikely to follow you. So they're really not becoming long-term fans. So that's another reason. Um, I've been added to playlists with a hundred thousand followers. It didn't get more than a handful of followers from it. Yep. 
a hundred percent same. Um, let's see, Canal, how do you get your mixes to sound big and huge like the pros? Well, first of all, thank you for saying that my mixes sound big and huge like the pros. That makes my day. Thank you. <laughs> my day's been made twice now. Um, so yeah, this is um, this is a multi-part answer, I guess. I'll try to try to get it right. So um, I'm going to work backwards from the end. So the end product is a master that's big and loud and well-rounded, a lot of body to it. So the loudest thing in your mix is the bass. Um, if you look at the EQ spectrum of a master of any popular song these days, um, let's see, what direction are you looking? So like this, this is the low end, right? You've got this hard cutoff around uh, 20 hertz. It's going to come up like this, and then it's going to come down. And then at the very end, there's going to be a little bit of a bump at, you know, like 10 to 20K, and then it's going to come back off. So bass, the low end is the loudest part of your song. Um, but because of that, it's the part you've got to control the most, because if you don't control it and you squish it, it's just going to go and it's going to sound like crap and it's going to peak out everything. You're not going to be able to hear anything. So you've got to be able to squish it hard at the mastering phase so that you can get it to pump it like, you know, between negative four and negative six dB. Uh, that's where you want your luffs to be. Um, then to, to get it there, you've got to control mostly everything from like 400, 350, all the way down to 20. So where this comes into play is notching a lot of EQ. You're going to, you're going to shelf a lot of EQ and you're going to notch a lot of EQ. Uh, especially you obviously in the kick drum and the, in the bass, sub bass, things like that synths. but there's also going to be places where you're not going to think to do it. Like when you're programming a hi-hat track, put a low pass or a high pass filter on that all the way up to where the frequency occurs just about on that hi-hat, because there are going to be artifacts down in the sub bass frequencies in that sample that you're not going to hear. But if you look at the EQ, you will see them. So you want to high pass everything, pull out all of the low end for everything that doesn't need it. After high passing things, you're going to, we're going to low, like put a shelf, a low shelf in there to minimize some of that stuff. So something like your guitars, your synths, you're going to lower that low end. you don't want to pull out the low end because it's going to sound thin. It's going to sound like dookie, but you want to pull it down because you don't need that much low end out of it. And then overall, it's counterintuitive, but if you pull a lot of that low end out and you control it a lot, when you squish it, it's going to get brought up relative to the rest of the track. So if you can control that low end spectrum, notch things where you don't need them, pull them where you, where you don't need them or control them, then when you smash it all, it all glues together nice and tight and you're going to have a much louder, much more cohesive master. And then at the top end, you want to control your shine. There's going to be some harsh frequencies around between like four and six K. I usually find uh, it happens in vocals. It happens in guitars. It happens in percussion and drums and things. So you want to find those harsh frequencies. You want to really, you can get a nice tight cue and pull some things out up at the high end, but you also want to have that shine in the track, like with your hats, with your vocals, with your like symbols and things, you want them to cut through a little bit. You want to have some twinkle up there. So give some, some air to the top of the track. And again, when you smash it, this is going to come out a little bit. So just a little bit kind of goes a long way, but this is going to give it the crispness. This is going to give it the full body controlling those things and squishing them at the end is what gives you that nice, loud, tight master mix and master 
that can compete with everything else. And this happens at every level too. So you've got to be EQing and compressing on the individual track on your sub mixes and then on your mix and your two channel mix and master as well. So it's a multi-level EQ and compression game of getting things under control. So it's, it's a lot. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Better to, okay. Or well too, I was under 10 cents a click. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Emmanuel. Dude, Troy, you're answering all kinds of stuff, man. I love it. Thank you for hopping in and doing that. Uh, Emmanuel, thanks for the video you dropped yesterday about targeting interests. It was super helpful. Awesome, man. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, have you seen any difference in how long it takes to reach the 50 conversions since the targeting is a bit more focused? Um, no, I mean, most of my stuff is getting there pretty quickly anyway, so it's kind of splitting hairs. Uh, usually, depending on how much I'm testing at once, how much is running at once? I'm, I'm out of the learning phase within the first day, within the first 24 hours. Uh, and if I'm not, it's because I've tested too much or something's wrong. Uh, Leo, at what time exactly does release radar update? Can it still happen today? Doesn't it happen like at midnight from Thursday to Friday? Yes. So it happens at, uh, at midnight. So I believe it is midnight Greenwich mean time or UTC zero. So um, it's be 6 p.m. for me right now was when it will update and you'll start to see those plays go up. So if you haven't seen that bump yet, you may not have gotten it today. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Ultimate Aviation. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. Oh, you're very welcome, man. Uh, okay. Lastly, so if I did a similar artist with expansion and lookalike with expansion, is the lookalike you're referring to a 1% video view? Great to know expansion has been a good tool. Yes. Yeah, so. The two lookalikes, lookalikes I use are 95% video views um, is the custom audience with my ad videos in there. And then I make a lookalike 1% off of that. And then views content, anybody who's clicked a button on my landing pages, and I do a 1% lookalike off of that. So technically I use two lookalikes. And I also include those custom audiences in the same ad set. So I have two lookalikes, two custom audiences in the same thing. So I get a little retargeting in there as well, and it helps. Uh, Griffin, are you familiar with the, I got a million followers in 30 days guy? <laughs> no, uh, that sounds incredible. Uh, he outlines a plan based on split testing using paid influencer marketing, basically testing to find viral content. Uh, no, I haven't heard that, but that's a very, very interesting take to lean into trying to go viral like that. Um, I'm not, I mean, if you have something that pops off, that's great. I think trying to go viral is a bit of a lottery ticket and I'm not usually a big fan of lottery ticket bets. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of the slow and steady uh, patience. I think wins in the long run, but I've never had anything go viral like that. So I don't know. It feels like of the people I've spoken to and seen speak on things going viral, it seems like it's very tough to sustain after that you go viral and then it plunges back down and it's kind of hard. Uh, so I don't know, but I'll check that out because I'm, I'm speaking about something that I don't know much about. So I'll definitely watch that. That's very interesting. Um, let's see, Burroughs, would you say the threshold for Discover Weekly is 30% plus? Yes. Uh, my song has been around 26-ish. And when I checked which playlist it was added to, said I got five streams from Discover Weekly a few days ago. Could this perhaps be a glitch? I've gotten DW for other songs. And when it got in, there was an instant bump in streams doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
to my knowledge, 30 is the popularity score that you have to get. I have seen Discover Weekly streams of my own, random ones here and there, uh, as a result of, well, I don't even know as a result of, but I've had, I've had that happen too, songs that aren't as popular. I've heard of that happening to others. I don't know if I'd say glitch, that might be too hard, but I don't think it's necessarily an accurate record representation that you've necessarily tripped the algorithm. So um, maybe that's an indication that you're close. And if you push on that song, you might get there. Uh, maybe it's a sign from the universe to, to push hard on it. Could be. Let's see, Thomas, I like using dynamic EQs for, yeah. Dynamic EQ is an incredible tool. It's a great tool. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Ali, wouldn't it make more sense to invest money in a great music video production to market on YouTube and then plug your Spotify and socials for sustained growth? More risk, but bigger reward if done right. Um, that is a way to do it. The reason I don't do that is because you've now split your objective in two. If you spend a lot of money on a music video, you want people to watch the music video. So that's your objective. And then getting people to your Spotify becomes a secondary objective. If you were, if you make an ad to send people to Spotify, I don't really care how many people watch my ad. All I care is that they watch enough of it to want to go to Spotify. So the video view metrics on that are simply a tool for me to use as an understanding of my audience and to retarget, but the actual views of it, the engagement on that video is not what I'm after. And so I think when you split your objective in two like that, then you have, you have split your resources in two as well. So now you don't have all your resources going to drive traffic to Spotify. You're trying to drive traffic to this music video at the same time. It, it's possible if you have a big budget, big, big budget, but if you don't have a big, big budget, um, I think that your money is better spent picking one or the other. And in fact, I would say that your money is probably better spent trying to get fans and listeners on Spotify and then dropping a music video after. Like if I were going to drop a music video right now, I'd drop a video for my song Lions that came out in January because that song is a hundred something thousand streams and people clearly are liking it. So I think delivering a video for it now would be a good idea rather than delivering one cold and trying to retarget that. I think you switch it around the other direction and then maybe you might have something. And even then I, I say I wouldn't spend a ton of money on a music video. I would try to film a video that was, that's within your budget to do intelligently without spending a whole ton of money on it. Um, let's see tone. Hey Tom recently watched your Spotify release strategy vid. Okay. And I'm really excited about implementing that for our next song. Thanks for all you do, man. You're so welcome. I'm excited to see how it goes for you. I hope it works out great. And thank you for watching the video. Thanks for hopping in and telling me that. Um, let's see Griffin. Uh, he has two books I've read. He's actually kind of genius, but it requires a lot of time and effort and money and trial and error to pull off. Okay. Um, Ali, however, sometimes I see music ads by artists who have one, a distinct look, two, well-produced video, three, unique sound, and it still doesn't really get the exposure it deserves. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it can be hit or miss, man. The thing that you think is super dope, other people just might not connect with. And sometimes the simplest, dumbest thing will work. That's why it's important to test stuff. I think a, a series of small bets is the way to go. Small to medium small bets. Don't spend all your money and throw a Hail Mary. 
make a bunch of small bets, film an ad on your phone and make a different ad and see which one does better. Start there. Uh, that's very low overhead to get into. Uh, Troy, sorry for spamming, just trying to contribute. Dude, you are not spamming at all. You are contributing and I appreciate it, man. Keep doing it. Uh, I really mean that. Thank you for answering all those questions. It's awesome. I This is what I love to see in here. I, I want to see everybody helping everybody. So yeah, keep going, man. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Posec, hi, 30 cents for my first conversion campaign. It's quite good. Yeah, for your first one, that's not bad. Um, I would like to see that come down a little bit, but for the first one, that's a great place to start. So don't stop, keep going, and you'll get it to come down and you'll be in an even better spot. But yeah, you're in a great spot starting out. Well done. Uh, Soul Solid Force, hey Tom, quick update. I restarted my ad account. It's working so far, warming it up. Any suggestions as far as how long I have to warm up my account before starting conversion ads? Dude, so glad you got it back. Awesome. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, run an awareness campaign for one week, uh, $10 a day, and then run a traffic campaign for the week after that, $10 a day. So two weeks, 140 bucks, and then start your conversion campaign at the beginning of week three, and you should be good. Um, and not get your ad count shut down again. So that's what it takes. Uh, okay. BTT. Hey Tom, I'm a newbie in the music industry. Well, hello. Welcome. <laughs> uh, I made several songs on Spotify and even though I make all of my songs by myself using GarageBand, I don't want to call myself a music producer because I haven't made uh, a really good song. So can you give me tips about how to survive in the music industry? Sure. You got it. Um, so first of all, I will say, I understand exactly what you mean by saying I'm not a music, you don't want to call yourself a producer. That's how I feel about guitar and bass. Like I can play guitar. I can play bass, but I am not a guitar player and I am not a bassist. Uh, because I think that to call myself that would be an insult to people who are guitar players and are bass players. <laughs> um, so tips to survive in the music business. Number one, um, trust your gut. If it smells funny, don't do it. Uh, learn who you can trust. Pick people who you would want to work with for a very, very long time. If you don't trust somebody or don't want to work with somebody for a day, don't work with them. Don't work with them at all. Uh, own the equity in your business. Don't give up control. Don't give up uh, ownership of your art if you can if you can help it. Um, think of yourself as an entrepreneur, a business, and a creator first. Um, you are an entrepreneur now, whether you like it or not. So think of it that way. Um, and make art that makes you happy. Don't, don't spend your time trying to chase what's cool or what's current or what you think somebody else will like. Make something you like and continue to make something you like. Keep hitting publish on it. What you make will get better over time. You will find more people who like it over time. And no matter what it is that you make, there will be an audience for it. There are almost 8 billion people in the world. Somebody out there is going to like it. Enough people will like it for you to be able to sustain a business as you continue to grow and build. So do what you like, trust your gut, and you'll be just fine. Uh, elective theater. What would you suggest to do if I have four ad sets, but most of the money is only going to one ad set after two days? The others aren't getting enough budget to exit the learning phase. I'd turn them off, uh, depending on the results. If you have one of those ad sets that's not getting a lot, but it has really good results, turn off 
everything but your best ad set and that ad set so that it gets more budget and then see what happens. It might perform a little bit better from there. Uh, but yeah, turn off a fair, you know, two of them at least. Uh, and that will, that way your budget will get split out a little bit better. Uh, Doc Dan Zhao. Hello. Is it possible to get premium on sound better? Uh, yeah, you have to apply for it. I don't know how long that takes these days. I've been a premium provider on sound better for a while now. My guess is it probably takes a minute now, but definitely go ahead and apply. They're not going to charge you until you actually get approved. Go ahead and apply and keep completing as much work as you can through the platform to kind of show them that you're worth upgrading to premium. And eventually you'll, you'll get there if you just keep after it. Uh, Ultimate Aviation. I have a few singles ready to launch and have nothing on Spotify right now. Okay. I want to have a clear plan on what to do to grow from ground zero as an artist. What would you recommend to be the first steps? Is it to just release those tracks and start promoting them? Or is it to slow and steady publish covers and remixes? And then only after some audience comes, then release my own music. Um, <clears throat> you're going to have to pick a song to sacrifice on the altar of Spotify. I'm sorry to tell you that, but you've got to release one song first. I would release an original song first but I would go ahead and put one song out. Once that's out, start promoting that song, start trying to grow your followers on Spotify and then set yourself up with a release plan where you're going to release a, a, a set number of songs per year on a set uh, you know, calendar schedule. That's the word I'm looking for on a set schedule um, and keep doing that from there, whether it's originals or covers or remixes, doesn't matter. Just release music consistently after that. Um, but you're going to have to put one out to nobody first. That's just how it goes, unfortunately. So go ahead and put one out to nobody and then start building it from there. Uh, John, excellent five-minute mixing masterclass. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Troy, okay, you're answering him. Uh, oh, I too. LOL, thought I was done. <laughs> I knew you weren't done. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, but how long uh, would you say is good to run that five ad song test campaign before starting a new one with the best performing song? So I like a minimum of a week. Now you can, you can get away with testing things for three days. Um, you can get away with testing things for five days. I like running tests for a week. Running tests for a week makes me happy. Um, I, I start and stop everything on Friday. Um, Friday's release day. It's when I start everything. It's when I stop everything. That's the cycle for me. Um, so I would uh, run it for a week. If you feel like you've got good enough results after a week, then uh, go ahead and make some adjustments. If you don't, let it go another week, um, as, especially if you're not in a hurry. If you're not in a massive rush, like this is, it's going to go like this, right? Uh, so take your time. Don't be in too big of a rush and definitely go a week maybe two, and then make adjustments from there. Um, let's see. Starting with one. Uh, wh why don't you make the video now? What video are you talking about, Broken T? Uh, did I, what video did I mention in all of my rambling? <laughs> I don't remember what I answered. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, yeah. Tell me what video and, uh, I'm, I'm sure I can make it. Um, let's see. Uh, Gaurav, how much money should I put in my first uh, Facebook ad campaign? I like $10 a day to start. I think that's a safe bet. 
but I think it's enough money to get decent results that you can see and adjust over time. So start with $10 a day, daily budget, and take it from there. Um, Burroughs, uh, do you have any book recommendations related to music? Okay. Whether it is ad-based, business, or creative, I would read something with the Tom Cosign. <laughs> Let me just tell you something, Burroughs. You have just entered a tiny little corner of my heart because I am such a book nerd. I read all the time, but I don't read a lot of music books. I will tell you that I have, before I make any recommendations, I have been considering, I'm rebuilding my website and I've been considering adding a section on my website of just like recommendations and having a series of books that I read and love and would recommend for no reason at all other than to give you guys sort of an, a look into my mind and what I'm consuming and what is driving kind of what I'm thinking about. I don't read much of anything related to what we do specifically. I read a lot of uh, stuff from the tech world. I read a lot of stuff from startup world. I read a lot of philosophy. Um, and so those are the things that kind of inform what I do. Like I love stoic philosophy. I love um, just I mean, all philosophy, really. But um, the book that has had the most impact on me and the way I've thought about the world and that has driven much of what I'm doing right now, uh, a lot of the choices I've made this year, in fact, is a book called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. And it's by a guy named Eric Jorgensen. Um, it is Naval is an angel investor in Silicon Valley. He has um, started several businesses. He has invested in a ton of businesses many of which you have heard of. I mean, like Twitter, Uber, Facebook, all the, like, I think he's invested in all of those tons of massive unicorn companies he's invested in. And he has recently in the last several years turned him, turned his focus to sort of sharing the tips and tricks about his life that makes him tick. And so there are two things that I would read. Number one is I would read the Almanac of Naval Ravikant by Eric Jorgensen. It is a sort of distilled version of his many podcast interviews he's done, tweets he's written all into one volume. But I would also go to his Twitter account at Naval, N-A-V-A-L. And the pinned tweet is called How to Get Rich Without Getting Without Being Lucky, right? I think it is. How to, how to Get Rich Without Being Lucky. Um, and read that thread. And that thread can change your life. It, it changed my life. It's 40 tweets. It will change the way you think about how you make music, why you make music, why you do the things you do, how you conduct your life and how you view like happiness and wealth and sort of the end game of what we're doing. Um, and if you read that, you will probably see a ton of it that is played out in the way I've been doing things for the past year or so on this channel. So it's going to give you a really big look under the hood of why I've been choosing to do some of the things I've been doing. So that's what I would recommend. Um, outside of that, uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius is a great read. I love that one. Um, any kind of stoic philosophy is awesome uh, to me. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, science fiction. Uh, Neuromancer is a good book. Um What's the uh, Ready Player One? Love that one. That's a great fiction book. I just finished um, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. That was a really good book. 
uh, especially when you think about when it was written. Look at the date that it was published and then read it. It'll break your brain. The fact that he was talking about all this stuff. Um, and then I just read a lot of like, I follow people on Twitter. If you go to my Twitter profile and look at who I'm following, just follow all those people and pay attention to what they say. Um, a lot of really smart people who are building really cool things that aren't related to any of this. Um, but what I've done is I've looked, I've looked to people who I think have important things to say outside of my sphere. And then I've figured out how to take those things and translate them specifically for what we do. And I'm still doing that. Like I'm not bashful about it. I'm totally looking at ideas that are applied to X and applying them to Y. Like why, how did, how would that play out in my world? Okay, well, let's do that. Um, so yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff. That is such a good question, by the way. I love that. I could talk about reading all day. If you can tell, um, let's see, uh, ultimate aviation. If my goal is to get the attention of a label and sign with a label, isn't the top priority social media and online presence rather than original music numbers. In other words, I see people being signed to major labels with unpopular Spotify accounts while having huge Instagram followers. Yeah, Troy, you hit it both. Um, major label wants to see that you can build your own fan base and have the potential to make them money. The second part is the most important part. Label sees dollars. Build a profitable business, and then you'll have your say on whether or not you get a good deal. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign a deal unless you have a profitable business already, because then you're going to get a bad deal, and you have to give up equity in your own art to get access, and you want it the other way around. You want to already have access so that you earn more equity because you own the upside. Hey, stage hoppers. Thanks for the super chat. I appreciate you. Thank you very much, man. I feel loved. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Broken tea. Got it. Do you think you'll make a music video for lions? You mentioned earlier, that would be the song you make a video for. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I honestly hadn't thought about it too much. Um, I totally forgot that I said that. Thank you for reminding me, man. I'm sorry. I didn't remember. Um, you know, maybe I'd have to come up with a cool concept and uh, get somebody to hold a camera for me, but it could be cool. It's fall now. I think that'd be a good time of year to make something kind of dark. Uh, we'll see. That could be a good one. I like that idea, especially if I'm going to do the waterfall method next year. I could drop the video with the re-release of the song. Could be cool. I don't know. Might be might be worth thinking about. Good suggestion, man. Um. I see Canal Crushing It by Gary Vee. Yeah, I have I have read Crushing by Gary Vee. That's a really good one. Um, and Shut Up and Listen by Tillman Farita Fertita. I have not read that. Are pretty awesome business books. I'll check that one out. Thanks for the recommendation, man. Um, let's see. Uh, Ali, if you made a music video, would you invest your own money made from music, apply for an artist grant, or seek independent investment from small businesses whose stuff you could use, clothes, space? Um. I mean, I guess you could do all three. I'd probably lean more on bootstrapping it because that's just what I do. Um, I wouldn't apply for a grant, um, but I could definitely see myself trading, you know, feature of uh, clothing or use of space like an Airbnb or something um, for, you know, to make the video there. I think that's a good call, but I probably wouldn't go for an investment. I'd probably just bootstrap it. Um Let's see, Ali, I'm not sure how the last one works in music, but I know people raise money for their videos from vendors that they end up using for the video. Yeah, I mean, that's smart, man. Boo Rose, appreciate that response. Dude, you're so welcome, man. Thanks for the book question. I love it. You just, you made you uh, made me very happy with the book question. <laughs> uh, let's see, OITU, thanks a lot. You're very welcome, man. 
Canal. Uh, also, Sell Like Crazy by Sabri Subi is a good book on advertising, especially with Facebook ads. Dude, I'm going to write these down, man. Uh, thank you, Canal. Uh, Boo Rose, earlier I mentioned my track being at uh, 25 to 26 for popularity and getting those random few streams for DW. Have you ever gone back and turned back on a release campaign? Would you recommend I do that now? Um, I think that I, I haven't done that, but I think it could be worth testing. Don't throw all your money at it, um, but maybe run something in between release and growth, you know, $25 a day, do that for a week, start it on on a Monday and then run it through to a Monday to get it to discover weekly and see what happens. Uh, I've heard of people doing that effectively. I've heard of people trying that and it not working. Um, so it could be worth testing or you could hit it hard and do like a three day campaign and do like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday to bump it up for discover weekly as well. That might be a way to do it at like a full blown $150 campaign, $50 a day. That could be worth it. I don't know. I wouldn't, I'm not going to tell you to go do it, but I wouldn't recommend against it either. I think it'd be worth testing for sure. Um, let's see. Broken tea. We're here to help reach out to your community for help, bro. Uh, you could be surprised by the response. Oh man. Thanks dude. I appreciate that. Um, thank you. Um, that, that makes me feel very warm. <laughs> Read Eat the Great Eat the Eat That Frog Great Management Book and really helps in decision making. Good looking out, dude. Okay, I like it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back, come back through this comment um, thread here after the stream is over and uh, write these books down and save them because I'm definitely gonna read them. I I mean I read every morning and every night and now I'm in the habit of reading when I eat my lunch too, which is like super nerdy, but. Um, it keeps me from consuming like internet content because I was just like watching videos on my phone while I would eat lunch. Um, I don't want to do that. So I've been reading my book <laughs> like an old man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for all the book recommendations, guys. This is awesome. Getting a little book thread going today. Killer. I love it. Um, well, let's see. Um, we are at, wow, we're almost at an hour again. Dang. This goes by so fast, y'all. Um, man. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and sign off uh, because we're kind of wrapped up at the end here. Um, thanks for all the great questions today, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys for uh, letting me off the hook for a week so I can go have a vacation. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, this has been awesome. I love these. I know I say it every week, but I love you guys. I love doing this. It's so much fun, and I appreciate you all. Thanks for the book recommendations. Um, thanks for all the awesome questions. Thanks for all the responses and discussion inside of the chat here. Uh, I love to see that. I love to see you guys talking to one another, helping solve problems. You know, we're all in this together, man. We're all building businesses, making music, just trying to live some dreams. So it's great, dude. Um, you got me interested. Uh, let's see. Boo Rose, uh, appreciate it. Now you got me interested. If you had to pick between the two options you mentioned, uh, I would do three-day weekend, probably 50 bucks a day, Boo Rose. <laughs> But yeah, on that note, I'm going to sign off, guys. Man, thank you all so much. We'll be back next week uh, at uh, noon, Friday, uh, noon central time here. Uh, I'll post this up on my podcast this coming Thursday, Sounds of the Future. If you uh, don't know where that is, hit the description of this video. There's a link in there somewhere. And uh, yeah, course pre-order drops next Friday. So make sure you sign up for the email list if you want to be the first to know. Otherwise, I'll let you know 
here in the live stream next Friday. So I will talk to you all then and uh, have a great weekend. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. Peace. We'll